Hey, Playmakers, did you know that I've been a Facebook and Instagram ads expert for longer than I've been teaching indoor playground owners and that I've created a -a one-of-a-kind program to share all the ad secrets I help my one-on-one clients implement with you for a fraction of the price of hiring an expert? And this is the only training out there made specifically for play-based business, whether you have a physical location or not. So if you want my eight-step proven blueprint for setting up high converting ads once that will send a constant flow of new leads into your business with just a few dollars per day, I linked the information in the show notes for you. So in my book, More Birthdays with Ads course, you will get all the tutorials, training, and know-how you need to never need to pay a third-party ads manager or outsource this task, which can save you thousands of dollars per month in addition to increasing your revenue with all these new leads and bookings. I also give you all the tools and templates needed to delegate this to your internal team once you're ready. So this is really a no-brainer. So to learn more about my Book More Birthdays with Ads course so you can start spending less on ads while getting more bookings and sales, head to the show notes. I'll see you there. If you're in the play and party business and you want to operate with more ease and joy, all while making the living you dreamed of, I created the Profitable Play Podcast just for you. Join me, your host, Michelle Caruana, for Small But Mighty Tips Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays that will all add up to a big impact on your mindset, your business, and your bottom line. Stick with me to keep the passion and grow the profit in your play or party-based business. All right. Happy Friday, Playmakers. So in today's quick Friday tip, I want to bring back one of my absolute favorite topics to share about here on this podcast, and that is email marketing. While I love teaching all aspects of indoor playground ownership, marketing in general is where I get the most excited. And I've been doing a lot of one-on-one marketing consults and strategy sessions lately, So this has really been top of mind for me. And one of the things I hear so often in these strategy sessions with indoor playground owners is that they're posting every single day or multiple times a day on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok or on their stories. And they get a lot of likes and engagement, but it's not really converting into actual sales. And since I've gone over the importance of email marketing already on this podcast, including in my very first episode, episode one of the Profitable Play podcast, I'm not going to get too deep into it here, but I did want to remind you of at least the highlights of why email marketing is so important for an indoor playground business to remain sustainable and profitable long-term. And then I want to give you some thinking outside the box strategies for increasing your email list. So basically just getting more subscribers so that you can continue to see more growth and more sales come in from your campaigns. So first, why does email marketing often lead to a greater sales impact than social media? I wanted to take a quick look because I think it's a good reminder for all of us that Likes and followers can be really sexy and fun to get and, you know, it gives us bragging rights, but what we should really care about is what impacts sales the most. 
Now, I'm not here saying to abandon social media or that social media can't contribute to increased sales, especially when we're talking long-term because you do start to form relationships and points of connections with your followers that can absolutely lead to customer loyalty and raving fans. Again, all I'm saying is that if all your attention right now is geared towards Facebook or Instagram, I want you to reconsider shifting even a small portion of that energy and effort to email marketing. So here are a few reasons why email marketing has a quicker and more profound impact on your bottom line, both in the short term and longer term. So number one, higher engagement. Studies show that the average email open rate across all industries hovers around 18 to 24%, depending on what study you look at. And the click-through rate, meaning how often people actually take action and go from your email campaign to your website or your booking page, is about 3%. Some studies said 2%, some said 3%, so let's just go 2.5. This level of interaction with the content you're putting out there is far beyond what social media posts can achieve. Specifically, for businesses catering to families and children like ours, the average open rates are even higher, averaging around 28%. So because I was really intentional with my email marketing campaigns and I did a lot of A-B subject line testing, I looked at the data, I figured out what was working and what wasn't, and I pivoted with that data and that information, which we're going to talk about in a second, my average email open rate was around 40%, which was higher than average. But this 40%, even the 28% is unheard of compared to who the Facebook and Instagram algorithm shows our posts to. Outside of the occasional, you know, viralish post that gets a ton of interaction, we're lucky if maybe 10% of our social media followers, people who have literally raised their hands and said, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Meta, I want to see this page's posts. We're lucky if 10% of those followers even see one of our posts across their feed, let alone that they actually, you know, take the time to read the caption and maybe take action. And when people see a post on social media, they're likely not in the mindset to take any specific action. They're more than likely just passively scrolling or, you know, just winding down. They're just kind of scrolling through. When somebody goes in their email inbox, though, and they see an, a subject line that intrigues them and they open the email and read the offer, these people are in more of an action-taking mode because they don't have as many distractions or other things competing for their attention. Sure, they're probably getting plenty of other emails every single day, but it's still nowhere near the volume of TikTok videos or Instagram posts available at their fingertips at any given moment. All right, reason number two, email marketing is cost-effective. And in fact, it's one of the most cost-effective methods of reaching your audience, whether you're talking about actual dollars spent or time and resources spent. So according to the Data and Marketing Association, and this is a statistic I've cited before, for every $1 you spend on email marketing, so maybe to get new subscribers or whatever the case may be, you can expect an average return on investment or ROI of $42. This is a remarkable return on investment 
making it much more profitable than other forms of advertising, including social media. And yes, even if you're not spending money on ads, you are still spending valuable time and resources on posting on social media. I've found that when owners direct even a third of their energy from posting on social media to instead engaging in really intentional email marketing campaigns, they see an immediate spike in revenue. When I have an owner come to me and say they're posting all the time, but just not seeing the results in terms of sales, this is literally the first thing I have them do. Just redirect a portion of their energy and effort into email. And I promise you, it gets quick results every single time. Even those owners who are very reluctant to engage in email marketing, maybe they think it's outdated or maybe it seems too technical or confusing or you know, time-consuming. I promise you, it gets results every single time. And if you go back and listen to episode two of this podcast, you can learn my strategy for creating an automated email sequence that new subscribers can get that perfectly introduces them to your business and converts them into customers and even raving fans quicker than you likely ever thought possible and quicker than you've experienced on social media. So if email marketing seems overwhelming or time-consuming or too technically involved right now, an automated email sequence paired with the list-building strategies I'm going to share in a moment is a great place to start. And it will allow you to do, you know, kind of a proof-of-concept test, especially if you're a little bit skeptical about email marketing. Because an automated email sequence requires a one-time work effort, right? You just set up the automated sequence one time, and then you can just set it and forget it and watch the leads and sales continue to flow into your business. And all of this can be done for free, typically, using an introductory software like Flowdesk or an inexpensive tool like the one I prefer, ActiveCampaign. So yes, I do use a paid account for ActiveCampaign because email marketing is so critical to my business's success, but my return on investment for that tool is extremely high. That $42 for every $1 of spent has definitely proved accurate for my business, both my online business and my brick and mortar indoor playground. So I feel really good about paying the monthly fee. If you're just starting out though, a free tool is absolutely fine. However, some of those free tools, like I know, for example, the MailChimp free account, it doesn't allow you to set up an automated email sequence with a free account. So when you're shopping around and comparing different tools, I think an automated welcome sequence or the ability to send automated emails based on sales or other triggers or when a customer gets tagged in your email marketing software, I think that's really important. So make sure when you're comparing tools that that is a feature you put a lot of importance on. All right, number three, reason why I love email marketing for indoor playgrounds. You can use targeted messaging. So with email marketing, you can segment your audience based on different criteria, such as age of kids, frequency of visits, or geographical location, or based on how you tag your customers, based on what actions they take with your other emails, what they've signed up for. Again, you can do all of this tagging behind the scenes in your email marketing software. 
This enables you to send highly targeted promotions, increasing the likelihood of engagement and ultimately conversions and sales. So for example, you can send special birthday promotions or an incentive to book to parents whose kids have upcoming birthdays based on the data they include on your waiver, making them feel really valued and encouraging a birthday booking or a repeat visit. And I hear all the time that indoor playground owners feel really, and I'm using air quotes here, I wish you could see me, quote unquote, spammy when they send more than uh, you know, a few emails a week or even a few emails a month. While sending targeted messages to specific groups about things that they would specifically be interested in is the perfect way to remedy that fear and ensure that you're delivering content that your subscribers care about and will not result in your customers getting annoyed or unsubscribing. But I've said it once and I will say it again and again and again. More emails equal more sales every time. Sending more emails will result in more sales. I have never seen any other result as long as there's a strategy and a clear call to action behind those emails, which is something I teach on this podcast and in my courses. So again, as long as you have a strategy and you're not just sending random sentences to your subscribers, more emails will result in more sales. So this strategy is tried and true, not just for me, but also for all of the indoor playground owners I work with. Once they fully embrace email marketing, it is an absolute game changer. And they're all of a sudden freed up because they're not having to post 10 times a day on social media just to get the same number of sales that one weekly email can bring them. All right, reason number four why email marketing is important is you can make data-driven decisions. So with email marketing platforms, even free ones, it's easy to track key performance indicators like open rates, click-through rates, and conversion rates. So you can easily tell what your customers care about and what they don't. And you can adjust your strategy accordingly to keep improving, which is what I alluded to earlier in this episode where I talked about how I increased my email open rate from, I would say around the average of 20 to 30% all the way up to 40%. I simply figured out what worked with my audience by looking at the email open rates. Whenever we had a really high open rate for an email, I would say, oh, you know, what was it about this subject line that caught my subscribers' attention? Was it the offer? Did I use emojis? Was it a short subject line? Was it long? Was it, you know, quote unquote, clickbaity, which is not something I typically recommend doing. But again, every audience is different. So I love that you have this data available at your fingertips so you can continue to improve your strategy. And you just don't get that same data from social media posts. All right. Reason number five, there's a trust factor with email marketing. So people are increasingly wary of the information they consume online especially on social media. But emails from trusted brands still enjoy a higher level of trust. In fact, 77% of consumers, according to HubSpot, prefer email for permission-based promotional messages compared to other channels. So when parents see your indoor playground's name in their inbox and the content you offer adds value to their lives because you're putting a strategy behind it, You can build trust with your subscribers 
that pays off in multiple ways and can last years. All right, number six, it increases customer retention. So repeat customers, as you likely know, are vital for the long-term success of an indoor playground. A study by Bain and Company revealed that increasing customer retention rates by just 5% increases profits by 25% all the way up to 95%. I know I definitely had those people in my business where every single time we scheduled a new event or had a new class or scheduled summer camps, those customers were coming back and booking again and again and again. And we really relied on those customers, not just for their own sales, but because these were our raving fans. These were people who, as soon as they heard about a new event or a class or our new summer camp schedule, they were taking that email content and sharing it and inviting their friends. And email marketing is an excellent tool for customer retention because you can offer exclusive pre-sales and discounts, personalized incentives, and timely reminders that keep your business at the forefront of your best customers' minds in a medium, in this case, email, where they're most likely to see it. Unlike the Facebook and Instagram algorithm, which again, only shows our posts to a teeny tiny fraction of our subscribers. All right, reason number seven, you own your email list. This is something that you've definitely heard me talk about, but you also probably hear all the marketing gurus talk about this. Every single time a social media platform goes down for a couple hours or whenever some big account gets hacked or taken down for policy violations. But as a quick reminder, we do not own our social media followers or accounts. We can't just transfer our followers from one platform to another or to another account on that same platform if we need or want to. An email list, though, is an asset that you own. You can legally download that list and transfer all of your subscribers to another tool as you wish. So if your email platform, for example, is having an issue, you're still able to contact your customers easily and you will not see as big of a disruption in sales as you would if you were totally dependent on social media. And even if social media is totally your jam and email marketing is kind of taking a backseat right now, I would still absolutely encourage you to continue to grow your email list because it is a great kind of backup plan when there's an algorithm change and people aren't seeing your post as much as they used to, or if your ad account gets disabled or your social media accounts accounts get disabled or something like that. It's happened to me. It's going to happen to a lot of people listening to this podcast. So again, even if it's just a backup plan, it is a great, safe backup plan. All right, reason number eight, and this is the last one. Your email list can make your social media ads better. So one of my favorite ways to utilize my email list is to download it and upload my email list as a custom audience for my Facebook and Instagram ads. And this is something I teach in my Book More Birthdays with Ads course that I'm going to link in the show notes. But basically, I can upload my email list to Meta, and I can either target my email list directly or a segment of my email list directly. So for example, I can download a list of everybody that has birthdays in the next three months or something like that. Or I can download everybody that is tagged as having an infant under two if I have a new class promotion coming up or something like that. 
So I can say, hey, Facebook and Instagram, I want to target these specific people based on their email addresses. Or I can use my email list to enhance my targeting by telling Meta that, hey, I want to reach not these people directly, but I want to reach new people in my area that are similar to my current customers or my current subscribers. At a time when so many local businesses are utilizing social media and ads, which drives prices up, especially as we get closer to the holidays, using your email list to be sure that your ads are reaching people who will actually convert into customers is absolutely critical. So I love using my email list to make my ads better. All right, so now that we've reviewed just a few of the reasons why email marketing is just so important for your long-term success, I wanted to share some more ways that you can build your email list or increase subscribers. I already talked about in episode one of this podcast how my favorite way to build your list while making money is to offer a free coffee with purchase of an open play pass if someone comes in within a week of subscribing to your email list. A coffee costs like 15 cents or so to provide, and it gets that person in the door and paying to play. So this is a huge win and a huge return on investment in my book. And a lot of people say, well, you know, isn't that hard to keep track of? Or that sounds really technical to implement. Is that true? And my answer is always no. You can keep this strategy really simple. For example, we just had our cashier or barista look at the date that our email was sent confirming their free coffee. And we made sure that that date was within the one week timeframe. And yeah, we were a little bit lax if somebody came in, you know, a couple days after. And some people say, well, Michelle, what if they redeem it more than once and are really sneaky about it? And I say, let them. If they come three times in that one week just to get a free coffee with their open play passes, that's not only three pay uh, play passes that they're paying for, they're also starting to establish your business as part of their routine of regular stops. And they're getting their kiddo used to your space and very comfortable. And maybe to mix it up, they bring a friend and their kids, or maybe they encourage them to sign up for their free coffee, increasing your traffic and your customers and revenue, while also building this incredible business asset that you will be seeing sales from for months and even years to come. But aside from that free coffee method, maybe you don't have a cafe or maybe you just want a quick boost in subscribers, here are a few more ways you can build your email list. Now, just to clarify, I'm not talking about actual methods like having a QR code on your tables or a pop-up on your website because in my opinion, those are just the mechanics of how you can get people to sign up for your emails, but I can do an episode on that as well if you'd like. So let me know on Instagram. It's at it's Michelle Caruana. I'm going to link my profile in the show notes as well. Let me know if that would be helpful or if there's anything else marketing or indoor playground ownership related that you'd like me to talk about here. But in this little list, I'm talking more about ways to get people to agree to provide their email address so that you can send them future emails because the whole sign up to stay in the loop line that so many indoor playgrounds love to use on their websites, it's just not enough of an incentive to provide substantial email list and sales growth. 
And the more email subscribers you have, the more sales you'll see every single time you send an email. And that's just going to further substantiate why email marketing is so worth your time. So let's talk about it. The first one is going to be obvious, your waiver. So if you have an online waiver system, whether it's Smart Waiver, which is what I recommend, or any other waiver system, you typically will add a checkbox that says, hey, can we add you to our email marketing list for marketing emails? So this was always our greatest source of email subscribers, aside from our free coffee. Those were kind of neck and neck. Because once you've been open for one, two, three years, so many people have already signed your waiver that it kind of falls off on your most effective way to grow your email list, right? It kind of plateaus a little bit. Of course, people's kids get a little bit older and they become of playing age where people move to the area. So we did get you know, a lot of people trickling in from our waiver, but it does eventually plateau a little bit in terms of email list growth. But your waiver is a great way to collect email addresses. Now, I hate when I see people collecting paper waivers and not entering those email addresses into their system. So just a quick reminder to make sure you're being compliant with all consumer privacy laws. In a lot of areas, you cannot legally add somebody to your email list if they signed up on a sign-up sheet or on a paper waiver. So you have to be really careful with this. So I like using electronic waivers. And then again, making sure I include a checkbox letting people know, hey, I would like to be added to marketing emails. I agree to allow this business to send me these emails. But again, your waiver is going to be a huge source of email subscribers, especially in the beginning. Next, number two is a free snack or a drink. So even if you don't sell espresso or coffee, you can offer a free bag of chips or animal crackers or a juice box or something like that when somebody visits. I have to say, I've seen people test this and it is not effective as a free coffee, but it still will give you, you know, some desired result. I don't know if a free juice box is enough of an incentive for people to come in out of their way or schedule a specific visit. I don't know. It's something about parents and coffee, but this is a good way to kind of substitute if you don't have a coffee machine or espresso machine. So what about people who haven't visited yet for whatever reason? So again, not your waiver, not free snack or drink or coffee. Let's talk about some ways to get your social media followers or people that are following your business or coming across your website in other ways. Let's talk about how to get those people onto your email list. Maybe they work during the week and they can't quite come during open hours, but they might be interested in parties or coming to some of your weekend events. You can do exclusive free sales or discounts. So for example, you can say, hey, we're going to be releasing our summer camp schedule in February. Let's say you do this in December or January. You can say, we're going to open it up to our email subscribers first. So be sure to sign up using this link to be the first ones to be notified about our summer camp schedule or our Halloween events or something similar. Or you can post every once in a while, like, hey, we're going to be doing a Labor Day sale or we're going to be doing a Halloween sale or a Halloween contest, but we're only going to be opening it up to our email subscribers. That's a really good specific incentive to get people to sign up for your email list. And I found that talking about a specific pre-sale or a specific discount is much more effective than just saying, you know, stay up to date or, you know, sign up for, you know, some mystery discount at some point in the future. 
The more specific in terms of an incentive, the better in this scenario. All right, next is number four. You can start a waiting list. So similar to a pre-sale, you can say, you know, hey, we're opening up a new preschool class or we're going to start offering baby sign language or a music class or, you know, we're full on memberships right now, but we're going to start a waiting list. Enter your email address here and we're going to add you to the wait list when we release this new event schedule or these new summer camps or this specific promotion. So it can either be a pre-sale or a waiting list. Number five, you can do a social media contest. So you can give away a pack of passes or a couple months of membership or maybe a month of free coffee or something like that if somebody signs up for your email list. So you can have a specific form or a specific landing page for that contest so that everyone who enters their email address on that form or on that page gets tagged as a contest participant. This is one of my favorite ways to get a really quick boost in subscribers. And this is really extra popular and effective around holidays. Like for example, if you do a Halloween photo contest or something similar, you can make subscribing to your email list a requirement in order to win. So again, this is really effective for a quick boost. Number six, you can partner with a local business. So for example, maybe you do a joint contest or maybe you do a joint promotion or maybe you're doing an event or a sale together. And you say, hey, you know, in order to enter this contest or in order to be notified about this event or to get the specific discount code, you have to sign up for this email address or you have to enter your email in this specific form and agree to receive marketing emails and promotions from both partnering businesses. This is really effective. Again, if you're just getting started, maybe you're not even open yet and you want to leverage another local business's following. And again, you can kind of return the favor once you've grown your email list and your social accounts yourself. So you want to make sure you're positioning this when you're approaching an influencer or when you're approaching another local business, make sure you advertise the joint benefit. So you don't want to just say, hey, I'm looking to grow my email list. Can you post this contest on your page or something like that? Make sure you're, you're leading with a joint benefit and saying how you're going to share their page or how you can, you know, in six months do the same thing for their business. You want to make sure it's a win-win scenario. And then number seven, this is one I've seen a lot lately. You can post a survey or ask for feedback. So you can create a completely free form or poll or something like that using Google Forms and ask people, you know, what time slots do you want for our Halloween events? Or what are your favorite summer camp themes or something like that? Now, if you're asking some really specifics about your business, some people will want to remain anonymous. But if you're just asking for fun feedback regarding, you know, maybe you're looking to name a new play structure. Maybe you have, you know, we named our caterpillar climbing structure, or maybe you're doing a fun contest or asking for feedback in a fun way. People are going to be generally willing to provide their email address, especially if there's an extra incentive like a contest or gift card giveaway attached to that survey. But I love this because it gives you multiple benefits, right? You're getting feedback, you're hearing from your customers, you're making them feel valued and heard, and you're growing your email list. So again, if you want an episode all about the mechanics of how you should actually be collecting email addresses, the legalities you need to be aware of, how you can actually set up a landing page, something like that, if you want to see a tutorial on YouTube, or again, if you'd like an episode specifically about that, 
please let me know. I love hearing from you guys on Instagram. It's so helpful for me when I'm planning my episodes and my YouTube videos. So please, my Instagram is linked in the show notes. Let me know what's going to be helpful for you because if you listen to this podcast, but you're having trouble executing or implementing your plays of the day, I want to help you with that. So again, your play of the day on this Friday is to pick one of these seven ideas or I guess eight ideas because I also reiterated the free coffee idea that I talked about in episode one of this podcast. Pick just one of these eight methods of growing your email list and make sure you send an email to your list today and message me the results. I would love to know what an intentional and consistent email marketing strategy does to your business because again, I've seen it work 100% of the time with my one-to-one marketing clients. All right, so if you would like to hear about any of my courses or resources or anything that I've talked about throughout this episode, head to the show notes. Everything is linked there. And without further ado, I hope you have an amazing weekend and I will be right back here in your feeds on Monday with an amazing guest expert interview. Have a good weekend.